Well, here we are again today talking about how to succeed in everything you do. I'm telling you, saints, this is for you from the Lord. I started yesterday, and I really felt the, the anointing of God when I began ministering on this. I want to show you from the Word how to succeed every day in your life. And today we're going to talk about something very, very important. That is about people around you. How to choose the right people that will help you succeed. So yesterday I was talking about, you know, you have to look within. Because what lies behind you, what lies in front of you, cannot be, cannot be compared with what lies within you. The power within you is what matters. Lord, we come in Jesus' wonderful name. And Lord, I pray today you'll speak to each person. Speak to your people, Lord, with such power and clarity that they will succeed in their life in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said amen, and thank you for joining me. And remember, we all begin with the Bible. Joshua 1.8, this book of the law, shall not depart out of your mouth but you'll meditate therein day and night that you may observe to do according to all that's written therein, and then you'll make your way prosperous, and then you'll have what? Great success. So great success is dependent on knowing who you are in Jesus. And I shared all this with you yesterday, so I don't want to have to go back and repeat it. So if you missed yesterday, you got to go back and watch yesterday. Because I talked about the importance of looking within. What does God say about you? It says we are created. We are his workmanship in Christ Jesus. God created us in Christ Jesus for good works. So we don't look at our upbringing, surroundings. We look at what's inside of us. What has God put within? You know, Philippians 2.13 talks about God working in you to will and to do his good pleasure. So it's all about what God is doing inside of you. So we cannot succeed in life unless, number one, we know who we are. And then some, something else which is very, very important, forget the past. You can't succeed if you care the load of the past. So Paul says, this one thing I do, I forget what's behind me. I, I, I go on towards the prize. But then I told you about the importance of having the right people. Because having the wrong people, the wrong people will destroy everything. Will destroy everything. So let's go to Proverbs 13, 20. Because today, I want to talk about the importance of vision. But how do you get a vision? Well, you can't get a vision with the wrong people around you. You've got to be free from the wrong people before God even gives you a vision. So it says in Proverbs 1320, he that walks with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. A companion of fools shall be destroyed. God never gave me a vision for my future. I used to work at a mall called Fairview Mall in, in, in Toronto. And I got saved right before that. And the Lord put people around me wonderful believers who worked with me in that little mall, in that little place, little kiosk in the mall. And I would walk in, and Bob Tadman was a wonderful, wonderful man that God used in my life, had scriptures all around the wall in the little kiosk selling ice cream. 
So when I would walk in every morning, I would see the Bible all, all around me. And the influence of the people who were believers in school, at work, and then I would go to church nearly every day. And I saw, and I did, not even, I did not even know I was supposed to do that. I just surrounded myself with the right people, got away from all my old friends, and I was standing at that kiosk. One day, suddenly, it just, don't tell me how it happened. I saw myself preaching, wearing a white suit. Can you believe it? And I told Bob Tedman, I said, Bob, I keep seeing this picture of myself in my head when I'm preaching with a white suit. He said, well, you must be losing your mind. I said, well, maybe I am, but I can tell you this, it's more real to me than this than this place right here. It happened, it happened. He, he did not know what to say to me. A vision is the product of the word of God. Forget your past and get the right people around you. And then you'll, you'll, God will speak to you through visions. If God, if you want the Lord to speak to you through visions, do what I just told you. Get the word of God inside of you because it produces vision. Because it says, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth. You'll meditate therein day and night that you may observe. Observe is observation, it's vision. So you gotta see it. And the word of God gives you the power for vision. But if you cannot forget the past, get those bad people you know, around you, it's not, it's, it's not gonna work. So it says here, he who walks with wise men will be wise, but a companion of fools will be destroyed. Look what else it says in Proverbs 14. Now you better write those scriptures down. Every one, one of them is, is, is a treasure. Every one of this is a treasure. Proverbs 14, seven. Go from the presence of a foolish man when thou perceivest not in him the lips of knowledge. Run from a foolish man when you don't perceive in him the word. The lips of knowledge is the word of God. If someone doesn't talk about Jesus, get away from them. Wrong people. Anyone who, do, who doesn't talk about the Lord and the Bible, get away from them. They'll destroy you at the end. I just showed you Proverbs 13, 20. They'll destroy you if you keep them around you. And then look at this amazing portion. Let's, let's go to Proverbs 22 and verse 24 and 25. There's so much in the Bible about having the right people around you. So 22, that's Proverbs 22, verse 24 and 25. Look what it says, so beautiful. Make no friendship with an angry man, with a furious man you'll not go, lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to your soul. Never befriend an angry man, so get away from people who always are angry about something. Get away from an angry man, lest you learn his ways and it'll be a snare to your life, to your soul. I'm telling you, I think somebody who is listening really needs this, really needs this. And look what else it says, and I'd like to go with you right now to Proverbs 24. Proverbs 24. And we will, we will get to talk about vision in just a second. But you'll never get a, get, a, get a vision with the wrong people around you. So Proverbs 24, verse 21. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's tough 
to get away from people who you've, 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 you've been friends with, they've been friends with you, maybe in the, in the past they were a blessing, now they're a problem, get away from them. So uh, Proverbs 24, 21, it says this, My son, fear thou the Lord and the king, and meddle not with them that are given to change. Meddle not with them that are given to change. People who change their mind all the time, bad influence. People who are not steadfast. They say one thing one day, another thing another day, get away from them. But people who are steadfast, that's different, that's good. So it says, don't meddle with anyone given to change, or don't associate, it's the Hebrew word, with people given to change. And look at this powerful one here in the next chapter, Proverbs 25, 4 and 5. It says, take away the dross from the silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Take away the wicked from before the king, and his throne will be established in righteousness. Imagine that one wicked man can keep a king from reigning. Do you remember what Solomon had to do to establish his throne? He had to destroy Joab, who became a problem to his own dad. He had to kill his own brother, Adonijah, who wanted the throne by asking for, his, for the concubines, you know, of David, I mean, because he was really asking for the, for the throne, basically. So anyone who was a negative or a wicked man in Solomon's life had to be removed or his throne would not be established. Take away the wicked from before the king, his throne will be established in righteousness. So think about if a king cannot be established, how can we be established with, the, with, wicked, with wicked people around us? We have to be free from them. We have to be free from them. And then you look at uh, Proverbs 26, 4. Don't answer a fool according to his folly, lest thou be like him. Don't answer a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. So much in the in the Word of God, the Bible is endless with 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 giving us such incredible, powerful, life-giving words. And then you know you read uh, 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 Proverbs twenty-five nineteen. It says, "Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of trouble is like a broken tooth, <laughs> like a broken tooth." Wow. Confidence in an unfaithful man in time of, of trouble is like a broken tooth and a foot out of joint. Don't let anyone around you who shows unfaithfulness when you need them. Don't keep them around you when they are not faithful when you need them. They're not friends, friends. I just gave you, I just gave you enough to protect you the word of God is so precious. I just gave you enough from the Bible on this to keep you safe. So, all right, look within you, 
See what God says about you. If you missed all that, watch what I said yesterday. Forget your past. And then get those people around you out, the wrong people out. And then you're able, you're able to have a vision because the Bible says visions are important. Do you remember what it says in Proverbs 29:18? I'm sure you do. It says, without a vision, the people perish. Where there's no vision, the people perish. So we need a vision. And visions are fulfilled when they become prayers. Visions are fulfilled when they become a prayer. But like, I'm going to repeat again. God will not give anyone a vision if you don't first look within, not your past, not your future, look inside of you. So what lies behind you, what lies in front of you, cannot be compared with what lies inside of you. So you look at the inside of you. What does God say about me? In Ephesians 2, I showed you and more yesterday. And then forget the past. Can't, you can't look at the past if you want to succeed. Three, say bye-bye to the old boys and girls, all the bad ones. And now God will give you a vision because his word is in you. See? And that vision becomes reality when you turn it into a prayer. So let's look at second, sorry, at first Chronicles. First Chronicles. This is a beautiful portion. Chapter four. I, I really hope you're you're enjoying all this. All right. Um, verse 10, and Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed. Enlarge my coast, that thine hand might be with me, that thou wouldst keep me from evil, that it may not grieve me. And God granted him that which he requested. So Jabez understood, I have a vision, but the only way I can fulfill it is I make my vision a prayer. And he said, Lord, bless me. Enlarge my coast. Let your hand be mighty with me. Keep me from evil. Don't let evil grieve me. And that word grieve me in, in Hebrew means cause me pain. And God granted him his request. So he, he understood that a vision cannot become reality till it becomes a prayer. That's a jewel right there. That's, that's a treasure I just gave you. Turn it into a prayer. Now, t look, look at Habakkuk. The book of Habakkuk, chapter 2. It's a lot about how visions are born, how visions are fulfilled in the Bible. So Habakkuk 2, verse 2 and 3. And by the way, please share these teachings with people. This is really needed. It says, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables. So you have to make it plain. In other words, you have to wait for it. Um, a vision is a living dream that you've, you've, you've had in your heart, that you believe it, you vividly imagine it, you enthusiastically talk about it, and when, when, when there's kind of a, a living vision, a living desire, a living imagination, and you are enthused about it, and you talk about it, it will come because 
true visions have a destination. And the Bible tells us something that is so beautiful about, about the, the vision God gives you. God always anoints you to see it happen. When there's a true vision, you'll see it happen because the anointing is there. And when the anointing is there, you'll know it because what comes with it is determination. I'm going to see it happen. I'm going to see it like something in your eyes. Is, I'm going to, I'm going to see it happen. So there's like a, a determination, and that's what happened. If you look at Second Chronicles two one, it talks how when when God put that vision in Solomon, he was determined. It says, and Solomon determined, determined to build a house for the name of the Lord. So. Visions, once, once it's clear and once it becomes real and you enthusiastically talk about it, there's like a determination. I'm going to make it happen. With God's help, I'm going to get there. Vision. Determination is the what comes out of that heart of yours when it's really, 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 really real. And the second thing that happens with a vision in Second Chronicles two, three, and four, suddenly you explain it to people. Visions, once they, they become real, and I told you what, what has to come beforehand, in case we've discussed all that. So when that vision is there, and now it's plain, it's clear, there's determination, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're explaining it to people, and, and it's in you so much, you can't, even, you can't even go to sleep without thinking about it. So it says, and Solomon, this is Second Chronicles 2, 3, and Solomon sent to Huram, the king of Tar, saying, as thou didst deal with David, my father, send me cedars to build him a house. And then he, he, he begins to explain it to Huram of what he wants to do. He said, uh, I want to build a house for the name of the Lord. I want to dedicate it to him. This is in verse 4. I want to burn sweet incense before him. I want to have continual showbread. I want to have burnt offerings, mornings and evenings, on the Sabbath, on the new moon, on the feasts. Wow, so he's going into details of explaining to the king of, of, of southern Lebanon at the time, Sidon and Tyre, what, what he wants to do. And then it says something that is very, very amazing. He begins to build excitement. He says, and the house which I build is great. Great is our God above all God. So a vision, once you get that determination and you begin to explain it, there's high excitement in your soul for it. A real vision, uh, the excitement continues to build. It never, it never, never weakens. And you have to talk about it because, and you will talk about it, of course, and Proverbs 18 says something about this because it just comes out of you, you know. When the Lord gave me the vision for the for the crusades, I could not stop talking to people about it. Everywhere I was going, the Lord just showed me, the Lord just, and I just was right bubbling like fire in me. It says in Proverbs 18, 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth and with the increase of his lips, he'll be filled. With the increase of his lips, he'll be filled. In other words, the more you talk about it, the, the bigger it gets. You can literally speak yourself into your vision. You can speak yourself into that anointing. It's so powerful. 
And then you read verse 21. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So the more you talk about it, the more you eat the fruit of that vision. No, I'm not talking about, you know, confess it and believe it and get it. I'm talking about what God does inside of you that becomes so real to you, where you become determined to see that vision fulfilled in your life. And now you talk about it and explain it. You get excited about it because it's all in your, in your heart. And, and what is so beautiful is a real vision develops into a plan. Again, back to 2 Chronicles. Let's look at 2 Chronicles 2. And we're going to read verse 7 and uh, uh, right through verse 9. Now, so now Solomon develops this plan. He says, send me a man cunning uh, in working gold, silver, brass, and so on, with purple, crimson. So he begins to develop a, a, a plan. Send me also cedar trees and fir trees and algum trees out of Lebanon. So it always comes up with a, with a plan. And the Bible says something powerful. You've, and, and, you know, I've told you about the right people. But then you start to look ahead. You start to look ahead of you. Uh, wise men look ahead. Proverbs 14, like it can't leave you. It can't leave you. It's something so powerful in you. Uh, Proverbs 14, 28. Now, I'm just talking to you about how to succeed. So I just gave you some, some powerful keys already. But look at what it says in Proverbs 14, verse, uh, verse 8. And verse 8 says something powerful to us. The wisdom of the prudent is to understand his way. So you look ahead. You, you understand where you're going. You see where you are going. All right. Now, one thing that I want to talk about today, and I want to I kind of begin to teach about some of the, of the things that I want to deal with a little more tomorrow. Success has a price, but the price of failure is much higher. Success has a price. So you, you, you look within you, you forget the past, you get the wrong people away from you, God builds a vision in you, you start going for it. And there's a high price, but the price of failure uh-uh, it's much, much higher. So you have to be focused on one destination in your life. You cannot succeed in life with more than one destination at a time. So Proverbs uh, 18, verse 1, through a desire, a man having separated himself, seeks and intermeddles with all wisdom. So you separate yourself, you focus, you get away from distractions, you focus on one thing. I've always said it and I wanna say it again, nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes specific. Please say that. Nothing becomes dynamic until it becomes what? Specific. So you, you learn how how to succeed when you focus on one thing at one time. Never, never be, be divided. And you can learn 
how to succeed. You can learn how to succeed. Success is, is not something difficult because every one of us can learn how to succeed. Um, in Proverbs 24, verse 4, it says, By knowledge shall the chambers be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. A wise man is strong, yea, a man of knowledge increaseth strength. So you can learn how to succeed because it says by knowledge the chambers will be filled with precious and pleasant riches. A man is strong, a man will succeed if he has knowledge. Yea, a man of knowledge will increase in strength. So that's why we go back over and over to Joshua 1.8, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate therein day and night that you may observe, observation, vision. So observation is the beginning of incredible success, like imagination, observation, vision. So, you know, when we talk about imagination sometimes, people think we talk about like the brain working. No, no. When the Bible talks about imagination, it talks about vision, vision. Imagine that powerful vision. But it's the result of knowledge, knowledge. And, uh, and you have to, to, to make sure again, the right people are with you. And Proverbs 20 verse 18, I'm almost done. Proverbs 20, 18 says something really also powerful. Every purpose is established by counsel. And with good advice, you make war. So now, you begin to surround yourself with the right people. The right people. God Almighty sent me a precious man named Jim Pointer years ago. And that man was used mightily, mightily in my life. I would not, I, I, I wouldn't be what I am if it wasn't for Jim. Because he began building, his wife told me one day, she said, and she was a very simple, precious woman, dear Mary, dear Marianne, wow. Um, she said, Benny, if you'll walk holy, if you'll walk with God, she said, one day you'll be used like Oral Roberts and Rex Humboldt. I did not even know those men at the time. And, and how amazing that both, both of them became my very close friends later on in life as, as I got older. Of course, now they're in heaven. And Oral was close to me for 20 years. He was my neighbor. Rex, same. And that precious lady prophesied that years ago in Toronto. You surround yourself with the right people and the right people, it's the, the lips of the righteous, it says, the lips of the righteous. We need the righteous around us, otherwise we won't succeed. So we, we get away from the, from the bad ones and we surround ourselves with, with, the, with the righteous one. The lips of the righteous feed many, it says. Proverbs 10, 21. The lips of the righteous feed many. So we, we need the right people. And when the right people show up around us, when we get the right people around us, that's when our vision will flourish. That's when our vision will, will be just go higher and, and higher. He that fears 
the commandments will be rewarded. Proverbs 13, 13. Wow. And then Proverbs 13, 20. He that fears the commandment will be rewarded. He that walks with wise men will be wise. I read that scripture earlier. But isn't that precious that, that the Bible has a lot to tell us about how to succeed? We have to surround ourselves with the right people. And finally, just one more scripture, and then I'm going to pray for you. I really feel, I really, really, really feel um, I, I, I need to pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. But real, real, real fast, I just need to read one more scripture for you. Uh, but I just feel the, the anointing stirring in me right now to pray. And I'm almost out of time, so I can't really stay too, too long. But listen to this. Wow. The lips of the wise disperse knowledge. We need to be around people who are people of the Bible. Father, in the name of Jesus, bring the right people around them, Lord, right now. Lord, I feel your anointing on this. Lift your hands to heaven and just let's agree. Lord, bring the right people around them. The lips of the righteous, Lord, will bless them and build them up. Get the, right, the wrong people away from them. The right people around them in Jesus' mighty name. And let that vision flourish and live inside of them and grow and increase in Jesus' name. Lord, fulfill their vision because without a vision, people die. That's what your word says. Without a vision, people are destroyed. But Lord, I pray you'll protect that vision inside of your people. And make it reality in Jesus' mighty name. And God's people said, Amen and Amen. Wow, I'm totally out of time. So it's time to give now to the Lord's work. I will continue tomorrow. I have so much to talk to you about. And please, please, please share all this and more. There's so much I want to talk to you about. But I need just one more session with you on this, okay? So you join me tomorrow. It's time now to sow seed. So you can go right to our... Well, actually, you can sow on the platform you're watching on. It's really important to sow seed because God will bless you and secure your future financially and bless you, your family and, and, and children. So go ahead and give on the platform you're watching me on or you can go to our website, benihin.org, or you can simply text BHM45777 and please share these teachings with your friends. They are really, really needed. And tomorrow I'll bring the last of the teachings on this because it's so important. Don't forget my book, Mysteries of the Anointing. It's in bookstores everywhere and everywhere books are sold. It's a bestseller already and making an impact. All right. Much love. Bye-bye.